The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. Find it here every week on SEM Synergy. Join your host as we learn from the elite of search engine marketing pros and find the winning formula for exceptional search engine marketing. Get the latest news, trends, and analysis in SEO, PPC, branding, SEO design, and analytics. Now, welcome your host, a founding father of SEO and an accomplished search engine marketing scholar, the host of SEM Synergy, Bruce Clay. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy. I'm your host, Bruce Clay. With me today are Susan and Virginia. Good afternoon, everybody. Hi, good afternoon. As you know, we do a standalone open seating course pretty much 10 months out of the year on SEO. It's a three-day course in Southern California. Certainly, we are interested in seeing our listeners be able to benefit from listening to our show. So what we're going to do for February is we're going to offer a 15% discount. That comes out to somewhere in the area of $270 off. Uh, For anybody that wants to attend, it's a uh, sort of an SEM Synergy radio show, thank you very much, bonus program. Please go ahead and uh, you can email our offices, scmsynergy.com, we'll pass it through. We'll get back to you, let you know. We'll work out a deal for you if you want to come and take training. It's a new year, things are changing, we're happy to see you. You can catch SEM Synergy every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, that's noon Pacific. You can also download it at any time from Webmaster Radio, Search Engine Optimization Channel, stream it on scmsynergy.com, or pick it up on iTunes. Our guest today is Eric Linkmoses Ward, uh, a friend of mine for, God, 12, 13, 14 years, uh, 73 years, right, Eric? Uh, a veteran Internet marketer, certainly. Uh, he's got a lot of expertise in link building. Uh, he he was one of the guys instrumental in bringing out Amazon when it came out. Uh, very influential on the Internet. Uh, Eric will be talking to Virginia about the trends he sees for link marketing in 2010. I agree with him that there's a lot going on. You'll want to stick around, hear it all. Um, certainly we're going to be getting some information, and you probably want to hear it because Eric is uh, well-known as a speaker on the conference circuit, and uh, he's been around long enough doing premier accounts that I think he's going to have some secrets for us. Today's show is all about link building and basically the SEO priorities, if you will. Really, I guess the question I'll ask is what makes a great link? It seems to me that if you have a page with a lot of inbound links and a lot of traffic, if you can figure out the traffic, then certainly any kind of link is justified. Traffic is good, right? Right. Um, And what we've learned from social media is that if people visit page A and learn about page B and like page B, those people may very well go back to their websites and put in a link, very much like social media. Mm -hmm. You know, you have your sort of your press release component, and then people decide they like it and link to it. So link building, I think if you're getting links on quality pages, and quality pages meaning people visit them, 
Right. Uh, because of that traffic, you're going to actually end up with additional links. I would say that those four things are, those are kind of the SEO value points. But the reason that they're valuable is because what a high quality link is, is a link that somebody clicks on, comes to my page and converts. Right? So all of, if all of the rest of that happens and I'm not getting traffic from that link, how great is that link for me really? That's, that I think is, is one of those things that SEOs don't think about as much. And they really, really have to. I think that kind of goes back to, we were talking a little bit about conversion marketing before. And it's one of those things that if you're not paying attention to it, if you're not paying attention to where your traffic is coming from, who is sending you your traffic, and what that traffic does when it gets to your site, you're absolutely losing out on the value of your links. I'll agree. And uh, we had the show on the 20th with Brian Eisenberg. Uh, Certainly, you know, our statement at that time was, at least mine, was that analytics is going to become dominant in 2010. Conversion optimization is going to be starting, growing. It's been around for seven years, but it's going to really start digging in. I absolutely agree. Is link building, do you think link building is going to be measured by traffic or conversion? I think that the ultimate goal of any traffic is conversion. But it's going to drive a lot of things through the analytics area. And certainly, you know, that's important. We've got to have that kind of information. I think Eric Ward would agree with you just from, you know, hearing him speak and and reading his column at Search Engine Land, where there's an interesting piece over there of link building trends for 2010. uh, Eric's uh, piece of the puzzle was that he thinks it's going to go from link building to link marketing, which is more the looking beyond just the rankings factor of what links can do for you. Well, and remember, we're going to see a lot of people probably by mid-year, they're going to start thinking about this homogeneous thing called SEO, not links alone, because it's not enough to do it. It used to be you'd have this argument that all I need is content or all I need is links. Right. You know, the taste great, less filling argument, right? <laughs> well, that's something that, that you've always talked about in training class is that it's never, I mean, people might have gone to that or you all you need is content, all you need is links, all you need is magic fairy dust. But, you know, it, that was something that, that we've always really emphasized in training is that it's never that. And if you're trying to rely on just the one thing, you're going to end up with, you know, like those arm wrestlers where they have the one giant fat arm and the tiny little skinny <laughs> arm, and it's better to be balanced and, and be able to lift things with both arms. So the image of that is just really exciting. I am, I'm here to help out. <laughs> I'm here to, to make it a concreate reality for everyone. Okay, I, I think we... Google it, and then you'll get the real picture. <laughs> Seriously, they're like these arm wrestling guys are like... Like the size of my thighs, their biceps are, and it's just just the one side. Yes, just the one <laughs> side. I'm not joking. We're so off topic. <laughs> Point is, work out both sides. Good, and and I think that what we're going to do is understand that both sides have certain strengths, and what we're dealing with historically is a lot of people have emphasized unique strengths on the SEO side. Eric's going to bring out some really key topics on the linking side. We're going to need to do something about 
uh, other kinds of components like engagement objects. And then, even with all of these, the contribution of these items is traffic, and then we still have to convert them. Yeah. Which is why the show is SEM Synergy. It's the pulling together of all these different technologies. So I think we're going to be going really, really well. All right. It's time for a quick break. But when we come back, Eric Ward will be joining us to keep us up to date on link building 2010. More SEM Synergy is on the way. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. Friend Finder. Friend Finder. The world's largest online dating network featuring over 100 million profiles at hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With Friend Finder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. Wallet. Get more traffic-maximizing details now at FriendFinder.com. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. Anyway, I ask. That's right, ma'am. Anyway, you ask. Let me get this straight. If I wanted your CEO to deliver my check while juggling flaming machetes on the back of an Asian elephant, all I have to do is ask? Correct. With in-demand affiliates, you can tell us exactly how you want your payouts, and we will deliver. God, uh, could you hold on for a second? Someone's at the door. Wow, you weren't kidding. We are in demand. You can be too. Sign up today at the letter ndemandaffiliates.com. Inboxed, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on webmasterradio.fm. Once again, here's Bruce Clay. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. This is Virginia, and I'm joined by Eric Ward. Before the break, Bruce talked about his tips for link building, mostly as it plays into SEO goals, but also as like a larger holistic marketing strategy. And Eric is pretty much the original link builder, which his nickname Link Moses alludes to. I've seen Eric at all the conferences I've been to, always sharing incredible inside info on link building. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Eric. Oh, thank you very much for the invitation. Um, at the beginning of December, you wrote an article for the Link Week column at Search Engine Land um, called How to Take Control of Your Link Building in 2010. Mm-hmm. What approach do you recommend for link marketing this year? Um, first of all, I love that you just called it link marketing. Um, the, the, it's strange. The term link building, I, I, I don't know where it was first coined or where it first started, um, but uh, uh, it, there's something about link building that makes it sound like you control everything about it, and it's like getting a stack of bricks out and, and mortar, and you do one at a time or or, you, or whatever. But I, I've always, at the conferences, you've heard me talk about how link building really, at its 
the essence of link building is that it is, a, it is a combination of marketing, public relations, and communications. It just so happens that when you do those things in the online world, often the re- net result is a link. Um, but I love that you called it that just because so many people call it link building. And I think that link building in general is one of those terms that encompasses a lot of really ugly uh, black hatty kind of tactics all the way up to stuff that uh, it, it, at the other end of the spectrum. Um, that column was uh, uh, that you referred to taking control of your link building in, in 2010. I think it's, I guess the best way to say it is it's like sticking with a theme that I've, I've, uh, you mentioned my, my nickname, Link Moses. Um, but it, it, I hate to say I, I preach this, but it's just something that I have such a strong belief in. The idea that people need to recognize that they cannot simply outsource and throw money at this link building challenge and not touch it in some way in-house. And I'm not saying that they need to hire a, uh, you know, um, a staff of 20 people or even five people or two people to be in-house link builders. What I'm saying is I think that there are a lot of people who recognize link building is a piece of this puzzle related to traffic generation, even SEO, uh, direct click traffic. Um, But as it has gotten more complex over the years, uh, because people in-house have so much they already have to do, there's this belief that, oh, gosh, we can't do this. We need to just go find a vendor. And what's happened, especially in the last decade, is the proliferation of link-building vendors who, frankly, sell absolute – I don't know if you'll edit this. Are you allowed to say crap on Webmaster Radio? <laughs> um, uh, uh, so um, taking control of your link-building to me means really, I guess, maybe two core things. Um, understanding that there are so many different link building approaches you can take that the majority of them have absolutely no value whatsoever for your website and being able to understand why. Uh, Second, recognizing that you can't just write checks, hire a third party, you uh, depend on a vendor to ever care as much or have that passion for your content and it and making sure it gets the links it deserves as you would have in house. Um, I think the sweet spot in 2010 is going to be a combination, a combination of company uh, that, the company that recognizes um, they don't that as much as they think they may know about link building, that they probably don't know. Uh, they probably know enough just to be dangerous and that they need to bring somebody in to both review what's been done to date, almost like what you might call, God, I don't want to call it a post-mortem. That makes it sound like your site has dead but or, or, or link autopsy. Um, but somebody to do some forensics to basically go back and say, okay, here is the, looking at the, from a historical perspective, here are the links to our site. Some of these came about naturally. Some came about when we hired that vendor seven years ago that we wish we had never hired. Some happened when we did this advertising campaign and they were a bunch of banner links. Uh, Here's some totally organic blog posts about us. And then going forward then, based upon what we see about our past, where is it we need to go and who can help us know what that should be and how to get from A to B. Okay. It sounds like a shift is definitely... um on the horizon, which sounds like it's a good thing, um, a, a mind shift. Um, something that 
marketers are also having to re get their mind around is personalization of search results. It's really, you know, happening more and more these days, especially at Google. Do you have a strategy um, for marketers to take when it comes to link building in light of personalized search? Definitely. I think the, 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 at the top of that strategy list is first the question, which is, is our site the type of site? Do we have the type of content for which we need to implement a personalization strategy at all? Mm. Um, and if so, what should that be? And if not, Good. We don't have to have panic attacks about, oh, my God, there's tweets in the search results. What do we do? Um, so my, my belief is that, the yes, personalization is certainly something that we need to take a look at and see how it's going to affect on a client-by-client -client basis the overall strategy selection and execution. At the same time, the fact that Google is now incorporating signals related to personaliza personalization into the results does not fundamentally change the quality of your content. I think I mentioned in a blog post the other day, if you have outstanding content, personal, personalization of search results doesn't somehow now render your outstanding content to crappy content. In other words, the, 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 the impact of personalization will not, in my opinion, have a dramatic effect on that highest echelon quality type of authoritative content that Google has learned via link analysis over the course of time can be trusted. Um, whether or not you're, you're a believer, for example, that a Wikipedia result should or shouldn't be in the top five, I think I made a, a, a joke at SMX East about that would be a fun game to play. Uh, that uh, any, do a search and any if you can do any search and not get a Wikipedia result right. in the top five, you win. <laughs> um, right. Uh, so, but but uh, the but the idea that personalization is now going to somehow make a page less uh, have less relevance or less quality, I don't think so. I think it could be augmented with with certain uh, um, personalization signals. But I also believe there are going to be some companies for which the fact that Google is implementing personalization means absolutely zero and, it should, and that there should be absolutely no change to their strategy um, based upon what they've done to date. You know, but I, I have a series of questions I go through with every client when they're asking about, okay, what do I need to do about personalization? Should I immediately be uh, having every employee sign up for a Twitter account um, and and start tweeting about my company, and I think the answer is absolutely not. You know, um, you don't need to do that. Be, uh, why? Well, because you sell industrial ball bearings, and no one's going to follow you. <laughs> or, right. or uh, you know, it kind of depends. You know, at the so same you have time, to personalize your strategy as well. Oh, absolutely. You know, I think you uh, know the greatest example uh, um, in my opinion, and and not that Twitter itself. Uh, is personalization. It's almost like Twitter has become a proxy for the overall uh, uh, um, concept of personalized search results simply because they're in the news so much and it was the most visible impact when, when uh, uh, those tweets started showing up above the scroll in, in, in Google results. Everybody was like, oh, that's personalization. Um, when the reality is I don't even really necessarily think of that as personalization. 
I surveyed readers of the Bruce Clay blog a couple weeks ago to rank their different priorities for internet marketing tactics in 2010. And Mm -hmm. when I asked about link building tactics, uh, an overwhelming number said that link building was not important or only somewhat important and uh, link building as a standalone thing. Whereas a lot of people said that it was very important or vital to draw links through quality content. So what does that say to you? Are we in the right place? Uh, I don't think so. I think people are confused. I think when people say um, link building is is not as important, I think what that, what they're referring to is these silly tactics that Google finally figured out. In other mm-hmm. words, there there are there are hundreds of different ways. The two of us could launch a site today um, about a topic that we let's say we had a, sh- a, a shared common interest in, whatever that might be. There are many link building tactics that have become pointless, and um, I'm not going to say which ones. You know, I don't want to offend anybody, but things that used to work don't. And mm-hmm. I'm famous for saying, you know, I never use those. I never have. You know, I've never been a big believer in directory submissions. In 15 years, I've never submitted one client to any directories other than Yahoo um, and Dmoz back when they actually had category editors. I don't believe a company's success or failure is going to be dictated by 300 directories nobody's ever heard of and nobody uses. Article marketing. Why are people surprised when article marketing fails when anybody can do it? at any moment for any website, regardless of quality. So, in other words, there are so when people say link building is less important, I think what they're actually meaning is low-hanging fruit, easy-to-get links that anybody can get just by hiring an article writer or submitting a press release on every, every Monday. That is no longer going to be effective. What we need are those, um, um, from a link building perspective, is that which we know Google will find a, a totally trustworthy uh, and of quality. In other words, quality links never go out of style. You know, it's like the comment Matt, cut, Matt made on my website. You know, it's not that I knew what I was doing was going to be something the, that Google would love. When I started, Google wasn't around. And I don't even think the founders were in college yet, or if they were, they were undergrads. Um, but by virtue of what I've noticed over the years, quality links, links of merit, links that are earned, never go out of style, and they always work for organic rank. What stops working is the, is the silly tactics that basically everybody has been relying on because Google's getting smarter. That's what caffeine's about. I think it's interesting that with the caffeine update, I have not noticed one move um, for the overwhelming majority of my clients, and the only moves I have seen are actually up. And it's not that they're moving up, it's just that sites that were above them, but whose rankings above them were based upon crap, well, Google figured that out, and it's not that a site is climbing as much as it is that sites above them are now dropping because they didn't have that foundational high-merit, high-trust link profile to begin with. That's all great advice for internet marketers looking to market with links. Thank you so much, Eric. Thank you. You can contact Eric on Twitter where he is at Eric Ward, E-R-I-C-W-A-R-D. Your website is ericward.com. And you can read more from Eric in the Link Week column that he contributes to on searchengineland.com. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Eric. Anytime. Uh, We'll definitely have you back. After the break, we'll be back to talk about other priorities of Search Marketer New Year. SEM Synergy will be right back. 
Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. XY7 in the affiliate market. Are you an affiliate? If yes, you'll pay me. No if, ands, or maybes. Get paid daily. Make a mad dash. Sign up is a flash. Quickly convert the clicks into cash. Affiliate marketing network is first place. I cut to the chase. It's all performance based. Listen to what I'm telling you. Because this is what you better do. Join as a publisher and maximize your revenue. Think we agreed that money is what you need. Indeed, you can get paid from sales and leads. Not one thing lacking. Don't get it cracking. Even comes with state-of-the-art tracking. Where to the start? You can do it a couple ways. 866-XY7-PAYS. It's toll free. Tell me what you're waiting on. So log on to XY7.com. Did you know? 99designs is a leading marketplace for graphic design on the internet. Did you know? 99designs connects you to a community of over 35,000 designers who will compete to do the best work for you. Did you know? 99designs allows you to post projects for logo design, web page design, t-shirt design, and more. Did you know? 99designs projects the average of over 70 different design options for a price that you set. 99designs. When designers compete, you win. This is a test of the PR Web content and news delivery system from PR Web and PRWebAuthor.com. If this was a real release date, your story would reach more than 30,000 journalists, 250,000 RSS subscribers, and just over 30,000 unique websites. PR Web can reach your target audience online, drive traffic to your website, achieve high rankings on search engines, and get your content on top news sites like Yahoo News. Editors are available 24-7 to help you optimize your content for maximum exposure to over 70 million people in the U.S. alone. If this were a real PR web release date, your website would have so much traffic, you'd be tempted to duck and cover. If you have an online marketing emergency, go to prwebauthor.com for 25% off. PR Web, the premier online news release and content distribution service. Please hold while we connect you to one of the most sought-after experts in SEO, analytics, and web development. Office Hours with Vanessa Fox, Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Search Engine Marketing Formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on webmasterradio.fm. Once again, here's Bruce Clay. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. I'm Virginia Nussie, and I'm here with SEO analyst Marianne Robbins and Susan Esparza. And before the break, link building expert Eric Ward uh, was talking to me about his priorities for link marketing in the new year. And we thought we'd open that discussion up a bit to the SEO community's top priorities in 2010. And it helps that I just ran an, uh, a survey over on the blog. It was only up for a week, but I did get a decent amount of respondents, um, more than 20. But anyway, so based on that information, there are some, some definite like, leanings in, from the respondents of the survey. Yeah, not really statistically significant, but at least um, sort of a, 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 an example of, of at least who's reading our blog, I think. And... I thought they, the results were really kind of interesting. I was, I was reading them yesterday um, from the hospital. My brother just had a baby. And so I was, I was doing my, my, uh, my reading from, from actually the, the waiting room um, there. And 
I don't know. I, I thought that there were some really interesting results, like the fact that there were a lot of people who didn't think siloing was important, and there were a lot of people who didn't think that targeting their demographic was important, and I, I, that one kind of blew me away a little bit. Marianne, had, you had some thoughts on why that was. Well, you know, I think, I think there's kind of with, with uh, building siloed architecture and things like that is, is one, is a little bit of redoing your website. So I think a lot of people, whether or not they want to really redo a structure, but I think it is important because with, with building up your silos, uh, adding new silos could be important. And, and it ties together with a new demographic is that you're not just, I think with the silo, with, with nowadays you don't just want to have one page on a subject. You want to build up a whole a silo, a theme, and, and help um, show uh, both search engines and users that you have a strong um, handle on the subject and you've got lots of information on that topic that, that will help them and satisfy whatever they're searching for. So I think, and, and with targeting a new demographic, I think, you know, maybe people do have their demographic figured out, but I think it's it's with, especially now we're entering a new year, new decade, really wanting to figure out, is there somebody else we can target? Is there some other, We you know, we have our, our customer base here, who else can we target? What other? And that just opens up the realm of new keywords. How do I target somebody else? How else is someone searching for this, uh, whatever you're selling, your products or services? How else is there is there a niche? Is there somebody else that might be looking for that that then can open up a wide range of adding, targeting new keywords, adding new content, adding a different marketing approach? So I think this is a time of year to be really kind of thinking about is there somebody else we can target? Can we expand our demographic? And obviously, with the, with the then when when you have that, you may need to expand your silos. You may, may need to do more um, changes in your site architecture. Yeah, yeah. I I think that that's a really um, a great point. It's kind of like we were talking about for last week's show with the you know you're selling shoes, you're selling cute vintage shoes. They also happen to be vegan shoes, and now targeting that vegan, mm-hmm. you know, conscious demographic, um, that, that, that ethical, socially conscious demographic. And that just opens up all these new possibilities. It opens up a new customer base, really. I mean, because that's a different, you know, it's, it's a complementary, but not exactly the same, um, uh, user base. And so I think that that's a really interesting point as well. Um, also in the survey, we found out, uh, about, a lot of things that people are going to be focusing on in the new year. Um, a good amount of people who felt that optimizing for local was going to be important or vital. Um, I guess that really speaks, as you mentioned earlier, to the marketers that filled out this survey. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think as we're seeing with the more of the customized Google search where and, and maps and things like that, where you're you've got to be the in the first couple of positions, or you're going to be moved down by a map. And if you are somebody who is catering to a local customer base, you want to be on that map. You, or if there's going to be geo targeting in the search and more mm-hmm. customization, you 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 need to make sure that if you are a lawyer in a certain area, that you, the you're able to show up for someone who just searches for a type of lawyer without putting in their geographic area because that may start being more and more used that you're not just if they're searching for a lawyer in Los Angeles and someone just puts lawyer they're going to if the search engines are going to now customize that knowing that you're in Los Angeles and just give you the Los Angeles listings then you're going to need to make sure that you're showing up for those types of searches so local can be depending on the type of business you're um, 
your website is targeting, then you're going to need to make sure you're showing up for local searches. Yeah, that's a good distinction. It's not whether or not you're servicing only local clients. It's whether or not the search results are mm-hmm. responding to local res- are responding yeah. to local clients. So if that's the case, even if you're nationwide, you yeah. need to know what the local business listings are doing. Yeah, and it's it, this is applying, you know, they're doing the, the more customization based on geolocation uh, for a wide range of things, even if you wouldn't think that it would be, you know, like DSL and, and some things like that, that even though it's, it's kind of hit or miss on whether or not those services are offered in your area, you know, search engines want to deliver the best results. They want to give a client, uh, cust- the, when the searcher comes in, they want them to see uh, results that are applied apply to them. So if a, cust- if, a, if a website doesn't have services in your area, they don't want to have those in the search listing. So we're going to see more and more of that if you're, um, and, but if you're, uh, even if it could also impact people who are nationwide in those kind of situations to make sure people know that this does apply to someone in Los Angeles as well as New York. Yeah. Things yeah. like that. Absolutely. That is all we have time for for this week's show. Thank you to our guest, Eric Ward, and thanks to Webmaster Radio for producing the show. Check out SEM Synergy for more on this week's guests and topics, or you can follow us on Twitter at SEM Synergy. Don't forget about the 15% discount, the exclusive discount for SEM Synergy listeners for February's SEO Toolset training. You can email info-bc at bruceclay.com with, uh, with that request for discount on training. If you have internet marketing questions or if there's anything else you would like to hear about on the show, email us at semsynergy at bruceclay.com. Come back next week for more industry info and experts. Thank you for joining us on SEM Synergy. 